One of the things that I see online in a lot of the youth ministry Facebook groups that I'm a part of is people talking about how their youth are complacent and they don't know what to do. Maybe they're having trouble with attendance, the youth are just don't care about the ministry, about being there, or maybe the youth like to be there, they're having fun, but they don't care about God. They don't seem to care about knowing Him more, about developing a relationship with Him. They're only there for the fun and the games and to hang out with their friends. But either way, it's not really an ideal situation. So in this episode of the Maximize Youth Ministry podcast, we're going to talk about fighting complacency, helping our youth to become passionate and grow and develop a desire to know God more. My name is Michael Collins. This is the Maximize Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast that exists to help you develop the skill and confidence you need to make the most out of your ministry. I hope you like the show today. So the first thing, the first thing we need to do when we're, we have complacency in our youth ministry is the same piece of advice that I give in every episode. Start with love. Love the kids all the time with everything you got, no matter what. Because see, if you only care about them when they're engaged and doing the things that you want them to do, you don't actually care about them. Uh, We need to love them no matter what. If they're complacent, love them. If they're engaged, if they're loving your youth group, your camp, your school, whatever it is, uh, you love them then too. You love them no matter what. And if we start with love, that'll lead to empathy. And we have empathy for them. That leads to understanding. And understanding leads to connection. And connection leads to a relationship. And our relationship with our youth is the most effective tool that we have for ministering to them. So start with love. And then from the, a place of love, try to understand why are they feeling complacent? What's the problem here? Why do they not care about the things that we want them to care about? Let's try to understand their point of view instead of trying to make them understand the things that we want them to understand first. Let's figure out what's getting in the way of that. What's the problem here? Um, If we can have understanding, that helps us to connect with them, helps them to feel understood, and we can relate to them and form relationships that way. And then once we have a real relationship with them, where they see us as a person and not just the adult that's in charge, then we have an opportunity to show them why we want them to not be complacent. Make sure, and this sometimes can take a little bit of time, but I think it's probably the best way to deal with complacency is just to develop a real relationship and show the kids our own passion. Show them why we care so much. Show them that we are not just saying these things, trying to preach to them about Jesus all the time because it's our job. We're doing it because it's real and it means something to us and we're passionate about it and we're passionate about Christ and we're passionate about them and loving them. If they don't see a passion for God in you, they're not going to be passionate about God. They need to see it in us first. So if you're not passionate, don't expect your youth to be. The next thing once we know that we are passionate and we're showing that to our youth, uh, is to make sure that our lessons are fun and engaging. If your lessons are putting them to sleep, they're going to get bored. And if they get bored, you're just adding to their complacency. You need to present the gospel in a way that is engaging to them, which honestly, the gospel is incredible. 
We know this. We believe it. It's not like it's a boring story. So don't tell it like it's a boring story. You know, we're very familiar with the stories of the Bible. And most of us have probably heard these stories our entire life. We've studied it for years. We're familiar with the Gospels, with all of the stories in the Bible. And so we can, without realizing it, start to present it in a way that uh, sounds like we're reading from a physics textbook where we're just kind of reciting the same words and phrases over and over and they don't we're not saying them like they mean anything to us and that puts kids to sleep the gospels are not boring there it's the most incredible story ever told the bible is not a boring book don't teach it to the kids like it is boring because if you sound bored the kids are going to be bored. The last episode, we talked about the seven-minute rule with our guest host, Danist Vanek. If you haven't listened to that, you should go back and check that out. I think it's a great first step for making sure that your lessons are fun and engaging for the kids. So go back and listen to that. But the next thing is show the kids the practical side of faith in God. You know, a lot of times when we're talking about salvation, when we're talking about spiritual things, we can start to speak rhetorically a lot of times. It doesn't sound like anything practical, like anything that is going to influence our life today. And we know that it is, it will. We understand that as adults, but the kids don't. Um, so help them to see and understand how Jesus is helping them right now, today, and not it's not just pray this prayer so that when you die one day you can get into heaven. Because um, I think that's the message that a lot of kids are hearing when people try to talk to them about Jesus. So help them, show them, tell them stories from your own life about how God has helped you and help them understand how he can help them today and not just one day far off in the distance so they don't start to view Christ and a relationship with God as something for only for adults or something they need to worry about when they're going to die um, and not when they're young because kids don't they don't feel like they're ever going to grow up they never do um, and so you're not going to develop any pa passion in them by talking about something that seems far off in the future that's never going to come so help them to see the practical side of how God is going to help them today. And best way to do this is tell them how he's helping you today. When he does something in your life, when he reveals himself in a new way to you, when he helps you, make note of it and tell your youth. Um, you know, again, it's sharing that passion, sharing your passion with them. If they see your passion, if they see the change that God is bringing about in your life, it'll help them to understand why they should care and develop that passion in them. The next thing is to ask them hard questions. Help them to take ownership of their faith. Make them think about what do they believe in? Why should they believe in that? How is that going to help them? And obviously, with younger kids, you're not going to be able to ask as these deep theological questions, but ask them questions that make them think. Ask them questions that aren't just recite back to me what I just said. You know, the questions like, you read the verse, for God so loved the world, and then you ask the kids, who loved the world? And then they all recite back to you, God, okay? That puts kids to sleep. It's boring. They It feels almost insulting. At least it did to me when I was a kid. I was like, good grief. 
Is this guy really think that we're so dumb that we can't remember what he said literally a second and a half ago? Um, so read a verse, whatever your lesson is about, ask them questions that they have to actually think about to give you an answer. Because the more you can get them thinking about God and thinking about how he affects their life, that's going to get them more invested. That's going to help develop that passion that we want to see. So instead of saying, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and then asking them who loved the world, you can read the verse and then ask them, why did God love the world? Or do you think it was hard for God to send Jesus to the world? You know, questions that they, <laughs> they're not going to know the answer to without some thought. Um, maybe we don't even know the answer to, and that's okay. It's okay to not know the answer, and it's okay to admit that to the kids. Don't let your pride shoot you in the foot and keep you from having meaningful, engaging conversations with your youth. If it just feels like they are there to listen to you give your 15-minute speech once a week, once a day, you know, every night in your chapel lesson, whenever, depending on how your youth ministry is set up, if it's just okay, now we have to sit down and listen to this person talk for 15 minutes before we can go back outside and play basketball. You know, that's going to, again, make them bored, make them not care about it. All they care about is the fun stuff, the stuff that they feel like affects their life. Um, So ask them questions that make them think, make them think about their own life, make them think about their relationship with God and how it's going to affect them, uh, just like it's affected you, right? And then... The last thing I've got for you is find a way, invite them to be involved, to get involved in ministry, to get involved in your ministry or just in ministry in general, in their school or wherever with their friends, but in a way that's meaningful to them. You know, I think you'll hear all over the place, this is advice that everybody will give is get the kids involved in the church or the camp or the school. And it is great advice. You know, we want the kids to be involved, but even though we know that wiping down tables and stacking chairs is beneficial to the ministry and is an important way of serving the ministry and serving God through the ministry, the kids aren't going to see that as obviously. It's not going to feel meaningful to them to stack up all the chairs and to wipe down all the tables. They're not going to feel like they're doing anything that matters. Um even if we tell them that they are, because they are at that point. It is true. That stuff matters. The ministry wouldn't be able to operate successfully if we didn't have people willing to serve in those ways behind the scenes. But try and make sure that you're giving them opportunities to serve and get involved in ways that they think are meaningful, not just in ways that you tell them are meaningful. Um, Take them somewhere where they can see the people that they are ministering to -to face-to-face, and see the impact that they are making. That will go a long way in helping develop passion for knowing Christ, for doing ministry, and for being a part of your church, your camp, your school, whatever form of youth ministry you're working in. Let the kids see the impact that it's making with their own eyes, not just telling them about it, or don't let them just hear about it from another adult, but let them see it and be a part of it on the front lines. And then they'll understand as well how beneficial it is to do that behind-the-scenes work where they're wiping down tables, sweeping the floor, stacking the chairs, whatever else. But make sure they also they have an, a way to get involved that 
they can see clearly is meaningful. If you enjoyed this episode, if this was helpful to you, please share it with somebody. You guys sharing the show on social media does more than anything I could do to promote this show and get more people to listen to it. Thank you so much for doing that. And go to MaximizeYouthMinistry.com if you're looking for more things related to youth ministry, including the tough case system, which will help you if you're having any trouble with behavioral problems in your youth ministry. Please check that out. I give it away for free. MaximizeYouthMinistry.com. All right, that's the end of my sales pitch. I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed that episode. At the time of recording this, we have five reviews on Apple Podcasts and four on Spotify. I would love it if you could go and increase that number by one. It'd mean a lot to me and let me know that you are out there, you're listening, and you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening.